check. Check one, two. I'm going to, uh, I might get worked up at some points if I'm talking to the convoy, <laughs> so I apologize <laughs> if I get so wild. Hey, I'm hey, a, and that's why if I ever move my hands and stuff, that's yes. what I'm doing. I'm adjusting, yeah. I'm adjusting the volume. Ladies and gentlemen, boom, we are live. What's up, everybody? Couple Casuals Podcast, episode number 14. I'm your host, Stefano, and today I'm here with... Scotty B. And... Ryan Lewis. Couple couple, couple of the boys for a couple of casuals, you know what I mean? We're going to have a good conversation today, guys. Uh, I believe we're going to dabble a little bit of politics, and then we also got to talk about Scotty B's uh, music, because we went to high school together, and we always... We always kept in touch, you know what I mean, and yeah. and I want to hear a little bit about the tunes. But uh, before we get started, quick salute, boys. I know you don't have a drink, uh, okay. Scotty, but I'm gonna drink some water. There you go, <laughs> a little hydration. We got we got the water too, guys. Boys, thank you guys for coming on first and foremost. And uh, I think we need to start with uh, with the gift you brought that little the little treats. I think oh, you I need brought us a little, uh, yeah, some mushrooms. Some mushrooms. <laughs> but apparently... But not, not the ones we're thinking of. Okay, not yeah. the ones that are psychedelic, uh, Ma. So if you're watching, don't worry. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not taking a train to Funky Town. So quick time not today. First, first, I'm going to show you the, the, the big, the old deal, the big boy. Ooh. So this is called Chaga, the king of all mushrooms. The name actually means king of all mushrooms, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. And this is the most medicinal substance gift we've ever found on this planet. It's so called, what is it? the yeah. Siberians call it God's gift to earth mm-hmm. and you drink it as a tea or you can have it in an alcohol tincture as well. And it's antiviral, antioxidant, anti-tumor, high in vitamin D, high in C, zinc, magnesium, everything you can imagine. It sounds like it's made up. It's so good for you. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's so good for you. From the ground. From the ground. Grows only on birch trees. So it's only on birch trees. So only areas uh, in the Arctic. So Canada, Russia, Poland, China. So we're lucky that it just happens to be where we are. And it, um, they've used it for hundreds and close, over thousands of years over in China and Russia. They've been studying it over there because it's been part of their medicine that they've always been uh, incorporated into their even now as part of if you go on to cancer treatment over in china and russia they it's something called bifungin which is a a, a medical treatment that they give you when you're going through chemotherapy that okay. chaga because chaga is such a powerful anti-inflammatory it does it's a full system full body anti-inflammatory so anywhere you have it it will bring it down yeah it's good stuff yo i've been drinking chaga since march 2020 and like i got gout bro and it really really helped out a lot it really did help with the inflammation brought everything everything. down and to be honest with you i was never a guy that could wake up in the morning but since drinking chaga a lot but i'm up at like nine in the morning bro like just before my alarms everything like feeling a lot of energy so so energy is one of the other things that it would do for you right big time exactly what he said i didn't even think of this but i always woke up and had coffee or tea in the morning i used to drink green tea in the morning and since I've switched to chaga, because when you drink caffeine, you're only giving your body a little boost, but you're not giving mm-hmm. it any actual uh, minerals, nutrients, nothing. Right. So people a lot of times will take a multivitamin in the morning, but then not actually, you're not giving your body the true nu- nutrients it needs. Chaga is giving your body a full boost, the best boost you could give you. It's, it's preparing your body for the whole day, right. getting all the minerals, everything you need for whatever's coming. And at the same time, I'm the exact same way. I've had brain fog. I've played lots of sports, yeah, lots 100%. of concussions, tons of concussions, and I had gut problems that I could never get fixed. Since I've drank chaga, gone. I can't. It's it's changed my life so Trust much. That, that's why mm-hmm. I bring it here and show people because I was in such so many mm-hmm. issues with my with my own body. Mm-hmm. Once they're, they're gone and that brain fog, especially to wake up in the morning and to feel like you're ready to kick ass, it's. 
Yeah, anyone I think, listening, do the research and, and it, don't it, just use it, Google. Like, use a lot of other things to do the research. It tastes Trust. good too. It's got a. It's not like it tastes like mushrooms. It's got uh, the tannin vanillin, so it tastes like vanilla. So a lot of people in the morning they'll mix they'll they'll mix it with their coffee, go half and half, or you just drink drink that mug and then drink your coffee and then you're good to go. I know. But, I think I think people really underestimate the uh, the importance of gut health. Yeah, mm. yeah, big, big time because you're gonna your That's gut, starts. Is, gut your gut is connected to your brain. It's considered a prebiotic. So oh. it, I don't know much about the probiotic side, but what from what I've learned about this is it's getting your gut the bright bacteria and such for when you mm-hmm. know over the overall. So it, and so this is the exact same thing. Like in this bag here, we could just yeah, show everybody yeah, this is it, right? that they can see on the for the viewers of the Couple Casuals podcast, not the listeners, the viewers. <laughs> which I always say, guys, tune into the YouTube. You know, and get those views up. It's kind of funky with the black on the outside but this black is the key this black is what actually gives it the it's the it's got it's the highest source of melanin on mm. the planet we've ever found now chicks love this because it's the, great for your skin your nails and your right. skin, your, uh, your hair but for everybody else who just wants to be a badass human being it's the number one nutrient for your pineal gland so if you're drinking this every single day you're giving your pineal gland all the nutrients it needs to for sleep, which is the number one thing for your circadian rhythm, but then yes. also for that when you're drinking this constantly, yeah. uh, the only psychedelic or psychotropic effect you will ever get from it is just that you feel more in tune with energy, with with everything. I've I've found at least. But yeah. Where did you learn all this stuff? On my own by going fishing and yeah. seeing stuff and taking pictures of it when I would go into Mother Nature and got interested in what the heck I was seeing all the time, mm-hmm. and then I realized, wow, I, I, this is. I can't believe I've been. This has been right in front of me this yeah. entire time, and I have no idea. He reads a lot of books, like, and, and so I'm, he yeah. got you on it too, Scotty. Yeah. Hey, well, March 2020, one of my boys, Andre, brought it up. So I went to the nutrition store right by uh, St. David's Church, mm-hmm. uh, Nature's Emporium. Nature's Emporium. Emporium. Yeah. yeah. So I bought literally right there, and I started drinking that. But then I didn't know where it came from, how it grew, what it looked like from the beginning, because it looks different in the can when you buy it from Nature's Emporium. Oh, then it looks way different. So those those this. sell this at they'll sell it there, yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You won't interesting. find it at shoppers or like And what do you think so? Do you think, like we were talking before the pod about cures people, big bro. pharma, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and how they're a little bit uh, hesitant to trying to push more natural ways of, yeah. of going about uh, It costs no money unless, well, gas money now to go drive up and pick it myself from a tree. Thanks, Trudeau. We appreciate that. But <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's the thing, right? Uh, prices are going up and there's a lot of things we want to dive into uh, in, in regards to that. But just a little bit on, on a little bit more on this year. Do you take any other vitamin, uh, multivitamins or anything like that? Or are you solely you get all your vitamins from this because it's so rich? I still take vitamin D and zinc every day. But uh, I, all the other vitamins I took before, anything I took, I've stopped taking. Because I also do take other mushrooms as well. So I'm, there's these, but there's multiple medicinal mushrooms you can consume. There's lots and lots. So by mm-hmm. doing that every week, I try to vary, vary that in my body. And by doing that, I'm trying to learn about the different minerals and constitu- constitutions of that. Mm-hmm. And keeping trying to, um, I look at it like going to the gym. Like just like if you're going to try to train something different. Mushrooms are the greatest purveyor of wisdom on the planet. They're 2.6 billion years old. They're right. the oldest multicellular organism we've ever known on the planet. They've been sitting here fighting viruses, fighting bacteria, taking on volcanoes, taking on everything the Earth yeah. can, can throw at it. But cavemen were eating mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah, and there's actually, I don't know if you guys heard this theory before, but there was a theory once, uh, well, probably, I don't know if, if, if it's 100% true, but that, that our development of our brain and maybe even possibly religion was discovered off of the consumption of mushrooms. From like the caveman era, 
because they, they it opened other parts of your brain, which you can see it if you, if you, if anybody ever smokes weed or takes psychedelic mushrooms, you could see how it opens your mind. I know for me personally, when I, I experienced with simple, just like I started, I, I smoked marijuana later in my life, like twenty one around there, but I noticed it made me a lot more humble, and and, and it really opens yeah. your mind in a sense. So I guess it's worth mentioning, guys, to be open minded to different avenues to benefit your health. I think I, I fucked it up for myself because I smoked that like grade 11, so I should have probably waited. Yeah, well, I, I, did, I did too, but I never, I, I was always like drinking, I was always drinking gotcha. beers. <laughs> I was always drinking beers and enjoying that, but it's important because now we're in a time where we only get our information from, unfortunately, I think the wrong people. And and that's where we kind of wanted to talk about uh, today. I, I understand that. I know, oh, Scotty, I was watching your, your stories on Instagram yeah. and I was seeing you down at the trucker convoy. Um, for anybody who's living under a fucking rock for the past two years, <laughs> the trucker convoy was a convoy put together by truckers in protest of vaccine mandates. That's the big distinction yes. to make mandates, not necessarily the vaccine itself, but mandates in particular. So they gathered and congregated and uh, drove up to Ottawa, a couple yeah. of the good old boys, and, and they made a stand. And, if, and I think if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have had at least a provincial uh, relief of the mandates. Unfortunately, we still see it federally, right? Yeah. No, honestly, they did a lot, man. And the ripple effect that came after that. And not just that. Like, let me tell you something. Like, when I talk about, like, war or being passionate, I talk about my grandparents who fought war for Portugal. I'm a first-generation Canadian. Mm-hmm. Me going there, bro, I probably cried, like, six times. I'm mm-hmm. singing the national anthem like I, like, bro, the biggest proud Canadian ever. And mm-hmm. a lot of people I talked to, had grandparents who fought for Canada that are not just first-generation Canadians. They've been on this country. They know their laws. They know that they're being taken advantage of. Right. The ones that are quiet are the ones that don't know what's going on. Like, I say to my parents, I'm like, you guys are immigrants. You guys know your country. But when you came here, you just know work and feed your family. And, you know, like, right. that's good. I'm happy that you raised that on me. Mm-hmm. But you are too comfortable of putting a blind eye yeah. to when the government screws you around. Because you're saying is the government always wins. Mm-hmm. They will always win. Yeah, it's the idea it's like, of like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Exactly, but imagine if all yeah. the truckers thought thought yeah, the same well, way. It would yeah. never happen. The unity is crazy. There was, bro, there were millions of people there. So let's start unreal. there. Let's start about like the the whole experience in itself. You guys were both there, correct? Yeah. yeah. So let's start from from day one. Let's Scotty. Let's start with okay, you. Okay. So day one, I like? got there was Thursday. Uh, we left Thursday at like midnight. Scotty went for the pre party. Yeah. <laughs> there's so, always a, there's always a pre party before the party. Remember that. <laughs> so they're arriving on I believe it was Saturday. So when we got there, it was Friday morning, like 5 a.m. Me and my buddy Fernando literally slept in an underground parking until they kicked us out because they said they were going to lock down the underground parking because of what was going going to happen. Right, right. So we get out and we finally find our uh, we finally go to our hotel because we couldn't cl- uh, get into our hotel till like 3 p.m. We were there at 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily enough, they let us in early. So our hotel was the Fairmount Chateau right beside the parliament, that okay. castle. It was okay. right beside it. Beautiful. So um, we get out there and then it just slowly starts growing. Uh, I remember Friday morning morning going to the parliament there was still quite a few people obviously nothing like what what we were gonna fucking see was crazy uh waiting for the truckers and then what ended up happening is the truckers started showing up and they started circling the city and then more people start circling the city and we start realizing like oh my god we've seen this truck already uh saturday comes and literally when they arrive they start gridlocking in front of the parliament and it was like bro i've never seen something so organized like organized, bro. Like these guys are literally have everything planned. Like they're playing 40 chess, bro. Like they know what they're doing. And um, the best part is, yo, I don't know anybody there, but my friend Nando, Just he hasn't too. got there yet. Right. He, he hasn't got there yet. We're staying connected on the phone. 
And all these strangers are acting like they know me for years, bro. You know how many people I hugged? You know how many people were, like, there, like, for each other? Like, this guy doesn't even know me, and I'm crying, and this guy's coming over to yes. me to hug me, and, like, it's okay, bro, it's okay, we're fighting this together. And, like, you feel shocked. Like, you're like, yeah. whoa. Number one thing, I was there for five days, and I didn't get sick once, so I'm just going to lay that out there. Yeah. Look, there were, and there's millions of people there, no mass hugging, like, doing everything that the government told us not to do. Mm -hmm. okay, and we were all good but there was many protests throughout the past two years that people were congregating in large amounts so but no, first thing yeah this it's it's huge it, it was huge and it was great to see but couldn't even move one of the things we saw right away was not what you were saying so what you're saying is beautiful and uh, i know that that yeah. was the reality yeah. of it but what oh, yeah. we saw was the opposite especially the first couple the first the first day or two days mm -hmm. when the, we we saw the flag or the this and that the one confederate flag that were you I there at that see, point i did I, see one no no, no. i'm gonna say i that saw the one Friday. you saw one right confederate flag which the doesn't really make, make flag, much sense the guy was masked literally the ski mask and he was being asked to be literally left like exactly. not even like pushing him nothing like just talking you gotta go it's not mm -hmm. it's not what we're here for mm -hmm. the one that they said the nazi flag i never saw that so i can't yeah. really say i saw it because there literally was one yeah and one. Out some of the millions of yeah. probably there like we dude, were looking for them yeah the like, cops we to tell them to get the hell out exactly, of the first exactly. day they arrived there was only ottawa police Brother, where the parliament is, there's like a bunch of entrances to get in there. They blocked off all those entrances and only had one in and out. Bro, it was sardines. Mm -hmm. Trying to get in and out, literally sardines because the cops were pretty much out. Like they couldn't do anything. It's mm -hmm. only Ottawa police, brother. Only Ottawa police. And that was one of the bigger days because it was the first day. Right. It was huge, bro. There was Bro, tons and of people. The, and the police were very kind at first. Very they, kind. They, well, on the first, yeah. they're going to have to be because, like I said, bro, it was only Ottawa police. There wasn't enough, bro. There was literally, you can spot one by themselves. A week later, bro, not even three days later, they were walking, like, from York Region, from Brampton, from everywhere, bro. All these cops were showing up, and they were walking in groups, mm -hmm. like 10 of them, 11 of them deep, all spratted out. Every street I turned, there was, like, 10 cops walking together. Mm -hmm. When the first day, it wasn't even, you didn't even see a single cop. And I remember telling them, like, bro, there's, like, no police. Like, weird. There's a ton of us. Mm -hmm. like but everybody was peaceful public. though very peaceful bro. Right. literally no cops but nothing happened like so, it was just a party man exactly it was a party it was, it was a, a celebration party. because a celebration if you look true. at it like this guys from uh from the perspective that we look at it as is it's been two years of of not being able to do what we want etc exactly. so when there was this opportunity the people felt that it resonated with them intrinsically so this is what i want to ask you guys both is uh is why do you think the media spun this in that way in the way that they did so many reasons man like you can go down a real big rabbit hole with that but obviously my beliefs are they're just paid by government and government controls what they show you and that's it and if it's something that's against the government why would they show the truth why would they show people mm -hmm. oh look at this big peaceful thing obviously right. they're gonna have to twist it because it's against their narrative which by the way it's worth mentioning that cbc had to withdraw one of their uh, i believe it was one of their stories about the foreign funding for the GoFundMe, right? It was actually completely fake because the the spokesperson for GoFundMe ha uh, came out and said, no, we didn't uh, have any uh, concrete evidence that everything was foreign because that was one of the narratives, right? Yeah. And it's unfortunate to see, right? It and then what was your perspective when you when you came? The, well, the media especially was what we all saw, like whether or not we were seeing it on mainstream media through the, the bullshit channels of CBC and uh, whatever the propaganda stuff they throw out. Or you saw it if you went on YouTube and you saw the live stream. So you right. kind of saw, wait a second, they're saying one thing, but when I watched the video, I'm seeing something different. Then when you got there, it was just, uh, it's like anything. We can sit there and talk about Jose Batista's home run and how amazing it felt, but if you were in that stadium, 
you know, it was mental. It was, it different. was something different. All those, all these moments, and it was big energy. Big energy. It was big energy. And I came up. I went to Saturday morning. I worked. I, I drove up that morning. I, I through Ottawa, and I linked in with the West Convoy. Mm-hmm. So once I started seeing them come in, and I connected with them on the highway, we started seeing everybody stand on the side, and I was just feeling pure energy going by Terry Fox Boulevard, seeing things like that as you're driving into your nation's capital for the biggest peaceful protest that we all know we're going there. Yeah, to not try to any do anything other than say we're here for love freedom liberty we're here for the human spirit we're here for all these things all the things our families fled their their countries from Mm -hmm. because it was going on to come here and when i rolled up and then i eventually met up with i i went around the city for a bit because i drive i I was driving not a truck but i was driving like a a transportation vehicle Mm -hmm. so then i kind of rolled with the convoy through the city and felt that energy and i it's nothing i've ever felt the honking and just it was phenomenal and then getting out of the vehicle then it was just next level because yeah. it was the main thing for me was eye contact was if you walk down downtown Toronto, it's hard to make eye Very contact hard. with everybody. And even if they do, you might get a nod or something. This was people who every it, single person, every single, every person, single, person, every single person. And there was, there was conviction and meaning in those eyes. Being yeah, like, man. I'm we're here. We're in this together. We we keep hearing this message over and over again, but it was, they, nobody had to say that. You just had to look at them and you knew we're Bro, in this together. Kids. Mm-hmm. And exactly. We're in this together kids. and we're, and we're going to be peaceful till the end. Mm-hmm. And then it was so peaceful, so much love, bro. Like the kids were giving like cards and stuff to it was like them giving it to heroes and the truckers were their heroes, you know, and they were giving them all these nice signs and stuff. And truckers put it all over their trucks and everywhere, like even where the parliament fence, everybody was putting their own posters and stuff. I even put my own couple posters, taped it onto it. And you just saw it down the whole street, just posters after posters of like positivity or freedom and uh, no mandates, like just Bro, it was, love it was unreal. It was a lot of love. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot love. of love. And to watch the news literally say that it was, that we were Nazis, that we were racist. Like, brother, I felt that. Yeah. I felt like he tart, like, because I was there. Like, I was so enraged in my hotel. And then that's when I went live. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm in the Chateau Hotel. So I just watched the news and they said this. Let's yeah. come and walk I remember seeing that. So I walked right outside and I went straight to the Terry Fox. And they were cleaning the Terry Fox. Right. Yeah. They were doing everything that they were not, that, that, Freaking mainstream media was saying that yeah. they weren't, but like. But you know what the the good honest. news is, guys, and this is this is the optimistic lens I'm, I'm, I choose yeah. to look through is that yeah the news is fake. We know that I, I, quite a bit, and uh, big tech is, is very corrupt. It's definitely uh, liberal leaning, left wing leaning, and, and unfortunately, there's no real middle ground, which uh, contributes to the divide that we're, we succumbed to over the past two years. But the good news is is that we have avenues like this mm-hmm. podcasts, long form podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, YouTube creators, content creators, social media, baby. social media is able, you're able to, what you're able to do is actually get the truths or at least more closer to the truth rather yeah, than yeah, not yeah. because the news is completely yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, completely absolutely. Off. They're, they're outdated and they're losing views. Like yeah. there's more views on, on when Joe Rogan's talking to, a, you know, Robert Malone over there, Dr. Robert Malone. And, and he's got more views on that than CBC or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. Even yeah. most full send. The, yeah. Um, did you see that recently? Yeah, the Kyle. They took the, it right down. Took it right I down. knew that they was going to happen. They did an interview with Donald Trump. Yeah. And then literally 24 hours after that or six hours after that, it hit like 5 million views and that shit got shut down right yep. away. It was cool. It was trending so, to hit 10 mil. Yes, sure. we have this. This is a great platform. And, and the one thing that we're realizing is look how quickly they're trying to censorship everything. So if that doesn't like light bulb your head like mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what can and some right. people are just not gonna wake up it's okay i still love you guys like honestly i can have a conversation with you about anything except for politics and you know what that's the <laughs> that's the motif throughout yeah. the people who share the position that we do is like uh we're open to conversation which the other side isn't right no. it's, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah. 
I'm liberal. Like I came from left. I don't know. I can't say I'm liberal, but I mean, I'm classically left, liberal. Left, I believe yeah, left leaning. Freedom came, of speech yeah, is, is exactly. a classic liberal ideal. And I've just lost when, when I, uh, it was always about standing up for people who were losing free speech and losing these and standing up for the people who are oppressed or just listening to the other voice and saying, okay, you want to be heard. Let's listen to this and have a conversation about it. And then to see the, and I don't think it's really a lot of, a lot of the left that we think it like a lot of regular Canadians. I think the media presents a bigger, Mm-hmm. BS voice mm-hmm. just like oh 90% of us are shot yeah sure okay yeah mm-hmm. it's, we, when you talk to people you understand that they're 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 always trying to spin something um, but at, at the end of the day with what was going on um, there it really I needed to go there to see with my own eyes I knew they were lying but then exactly. to see that lie and then to go there and mm-hmm. then to experience it and mm-hmm. feel it and mm-hmm. then to be like I'm going to feel this I'm going to feel that love forever and I'm going to feel those lies forever yeah. coming from a, a, a half Italian background and a half police force background for myself and that Italian background was part of the resistance in World War II against that stuff. And to be called a Nazi when my family had to flee Italy after yeah. to go to France, yeah, you think? Rough. We should use that word carefully, I think. A yeah. lot of these pejoratives. We I should use them, use them carefully. And uh, unfortunately, they're overused. They're and, really and then hard, It's like though. the boy who cried wolf. When the wolf actually comes, it's not going to have that much substance, mm, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really it's really dangerous. But yeah. speaking on politics as well, um, recently, did you guys see what happened with uh, the NB, N, NDP and the Liberals? No, they formed a coalition. Not. Yeah. So we're, we're in for an unfortunate treat for probably the next uh, f- 2025, I believe. It's going to be a decade that Trudeau will be in office. Can yeah. you guys believe that? So <laughs> where, where same do we guy, go? The same guy here? that called on, and they're probably not even from here, the, the like whoever those guys were that you saw in the green suit yeah, like yeah. that came on beating on canadians and trampling over canadians like i wasn't there the last weekend but he was and he mm-hmm. got to witness that mm-hmm. and like how do we look past that yeah like, how do you yeah. look past that it's the same government that literally is gonna be here 2025 is the same one who got emergency act and used it on peaceful people like, emergency act never implemented before i think mm-hmm. in, in canada there was a, another act. it was, it was the, war act, the war act but yeah. then they changed it to the emergency exactly act. then they changed it to the emergency act when then even the pillars like the information one of the main sources of i believe their information was cb they use cbc to so that to show that this is evidence that there's foreign funding here. Uh, we have acts of racism and all these other fluffed accusations that were just not accurate. And yeah. and the, the thing that drives me the most crazy is where's the accountability? Like even when you see him getting questioned in the house, right? Do you guys watch? Do you like, watch a little he bit? He doesn't have to answer. Nothing. He just yeah. can talk around everything. He's yeah. been doing it from the first day he got in. And I think it's even a tactic to just tune people out because it's so irritating to him to hear him and Christian Freeland you have to tune them out because it seems it sounds like you're getting talked to by a by a, like a kindergarten teacher. So yeah. I think people tune them out, and then they're allowed to just not answer any questions and keep continue to get away with it. That's and the thing that drives me crazy about Canadian politics in particular is there's no accountability. There's no actual uh, like demand for a, like a, a serious response. They can they they go in that house back and forth, and then Buddy asks some question, and then he could just dance around it for ten minutes, yeah. and then that's it. He can do his whole day like that. I think there's like stuff happening that are obviously being censored and we don't know. Like there's definitely a lot of lawyers that are on the good side trying to like get these lawsuits and trying to sue the government and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just stuff that we obviously got to dig, dig, dig yep. to find because you're not, they're not going to just be like on mainstream. Oh, Trudeau's getting sued by this. Like it's not going to happen, but it's definitely happening. The people out there are definitely trying to hold them accountable. Right, right. And we got to find that. One of the other good things, of course, other than the influence to lift the mandates provincially speaking, federally were a little bit tough, but one of the other things that the trucker convoy did was I think it really revamped and reorganized our conservative party. Is that yeah. Yeah. the people that stepped down? Because it was, it's it's common knowledge that there there the 
Aaron O'Toole and like the previous Andrew Shear and the previous conservative leaders were not real blue collar blue collar conservatives. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I yeah. think that Pierre. Pierre is, is probably our next best bet. He walked into the keg uh, like two weeks ago. Oh, did you see him? Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. that? Like, did you say hi? Yeah, I went to go say hi. Took a picture. Nice. Um, nice. Do you have a picture? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm gonna I can send it to send you. Send it to me, yeah, and no I'll throw it up over Absolutely. here. Yeah, no that'd, be, that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, he walked in, and to be honest, yo, like shaking his hand, he's eye contact, like the energy felt good. Like, you know, obviously, I don't know him off one time meeting him, but the energy was good. And, like, mm-hmm. he asked to take the picture, and he thanked me for going to Ottawa because I talked about it, and, he's, and he said that that was something that needed to be done. Right. And I was like, yeah. I agree with you. And okay. I'm like, there's probably more coming, and I'll be there. Wow. And, and to talk about accountability, from the beginning of this, he's been one of the only voices, along with, like, Randy Hillier, in the actual government pushing back on them, talking about, and Pierre... We know he likes his numbers, so when he's going yeah. in there, he was the only one, of the only guy saying you can't keep spending like this. Yes. Look at the numbers; you're putting us or into. Where are you getting it from? Yeah. Remember that? You remember that clip? Yeah. I was just gonna say, you remember exactly. that clip yeah. when he was talking? He's, he's, he's where, like, where, where are you getting, getting it from? from? Yeah. And, and no one said nothing. They couldn't yeah. answer it because you know why? They're printing it, and that's one of the reasons for uh, the inflation that we're experiencing right now. It's not all due to COVID and the, the catastrophe going on in Ukraine, guys. Get into crypto. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, even the, even you see you seen what happened with that. They'll they'll, they'll be dabbling in that too. So they'll dabbling, but the the crypto that they were able to like dabble with were the ones that were still in like people's accounts of BitBuy or like ShakePay. Like me leaving my money at an exchange place, you know, you could easily take that. But mm-hmm. the money that was in actual people's wallets, like a secured wallet with your twelve words, you're not getting into that. Yeah. It is not happening, be- and it didn't. It, like like I said, like. I buy crypto on BitBuy. I can leave my money on that account, on that website, but that's an exchange website. Like, why? That's not safe. Government can still figure it out on that. But if you transfer that into your actual wallet, Ledger or Exodus or something that you have to have 12 words, like those 12 words are the most important 12 words of your life. That's, your, that's how you're going to get in. It's the only way you get it. It's true because you look at one <laughs> of the things that happened, guys. Like if you donated to the, the GoFundMe, I believe. I know some people who did. Right, too, your, yeah. your bank account could have been frozen. Yeah. Right, yeah. was yours frozen? It was frozen for five hours. Oh, the second wow! Day. Yeah. So it actually was. Frozen. And then I realized oh, yeah. that I some people went down, and I was giving. Uh, I when I started giving that feeling, people were talking about stop. When, when the GoFundMe thing happened, they brought up the second. Give, send, go. The give, send, go. I realized, okay, I'm going to go old school and bring uh, chaga, there. chaga yeah, tea yeah, yeah, yeah. and give cash to people. And that's the way to Man, go. That's and, the, I think yeah. that's people the best People were doing that. People were pushing up the trucks, that. giving yeah. $100 bills to the truckers, yeah. like in cash. Like, that's how you had to do it. That's how you had to Drive do it. Drive there and give it to them. Give it to you, like yourself, bro. And the, the main right. thing, I think it set a bad precedent for us, boys. That's the problem. I think it set a bad precedent for Canadians is that the, uh, they intervened with your bank accounts. That's Over what? How? You know what's so messed up? My boy's been talking about stuff like that for like four years now, five years. And it was my boy Andre. And like, he would say stuff like that. Like, what, do you think you have money in the bank? He's like, that's an illusion, buddy. He's like, you put your money in the bank and then mm-hmm. they take it out and use it. They're like, let's say they don't have your money. What? You got to wait two days, three days. He's like, your money is He's got being a point. spent. And you've seen yeah. it there. He's yeah. got a point and, you, and you've seen it there. I, I never, never done before Emergencies Act. The overreach Crazy. by these government has been... Has been has been one, so complicated. One thing, the one time it was done before was in I think the seventies under the FLQ terrorist crisis that happened, and it was done by Justin's dad yeah. Pierre. Right. So the other time it that's was true. done was by the other Trudeau, and the most treasonous thing that's ever happened in the history of Canada was when Trudeau's father switched our bank from the Bank of Canada to owing to Canadians to owing to international bankers to the Bank of International Settlements. He did that behind parliamentary assent. And that, after, if you look at Canada's debt up until the 80s, it was never above a billion dollars, essentially. And since then, now we're over a trillion, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a, if you look at the way it was set up, Pierre's, or sorry, Pierre, I guess Justin's 
father yeah. quote his father his father, his father. Uh, set the like set the charges in Canada and Justin just came and hit them over this yeah. COVID he just set them on us and you know what the craziest thing boys this is all about a vaccine mandate that is so nonsensical it's not even funny think you about this for a second it. think about this for one second guys as soon as as soon as they found out you can get and spread the virus with the vaccine that mandate's gone even before it should have been gone but it's, that's a hundred percent it's gone but he went further than anybody Double before down. to keep that in power. Why do you think he did that? Why do you why do you think he wants to keep this mandate in place? And he would go through anything. He'll go through heaven and hell, snap elections, a coalition with with to gain this power. I think he's motivated by power. But what's your guys' opinion on that? I think it's to continue to have a control structure in place for when they switch over to like the big great reset ESG and the environmental scam that will take over, where they'll say you have carbon credits. If you're gonna, the gas is so expensive. If you want to go anywhere, we'll track you everywhere you go, up, up and down. He knows his fucking and shit, man. That's he the knows. next step. So I, they just I, want I, to have us inside. Yeah, they just, it's just, this was just to track, to get the tracking systems in place because it didn't kill anybody. It wasn't that bad of a thing. I was working six days a week, 12 hours a day, no mask, nothing. Straight I worked up. with people. None of us were wearing masks. Nobody, everybody but was fine. I was going to my grandmother's house, hugging her. I was doing everything the opposite they said. And every family member was still alive, stronger than yeah. ever. Bro. And, and not saying people don't get sick and die. Like, it's not not that it's fake. But it happens, but, of course. Yeah. So I just seen this whole thing and how it was set up. And looking how it's worldwide, too. Like, when I talk to my family in Italy, it's, it's the same stuff Why that's is that, happening. You think, you think there's, like, the World Economic Forum? If you, yeah. For example, you think leaders at, at the, in top nations are collaborating in a sense to get this what do they do in those meetings bro the, what is that g7 or when all those big high power get together like what's happening in there i want to know exactly what's happening mm -hmm. there. like what can you be talking about no really? they, they, but they're but now they're the thing is they used to never tell us about it but now they are telling us about it before they used to keep it hidden from us but now it's open they're saying we want to move to a technocratic future we want to have it so this is we're controlling every part of it and it's gonna they it's gonna lead to a a happier and safer future. You'll own and nothing and you'll about, be happy while doing it. And it's all about safety and just getting everybody to be in such a state of fear mm -hmm. that they, they have to feel that the only way to be safe is through the government. And yes. if they protect us, then we're okay. Yes. And, and yes, yeah, right. And I think we've seen that with the, uh, with the CERB, right. And, and their, and their desire to possibly go into universal uh, basic income. It's, it's the idea that you'll have nothing and you'll be happy while doing it. And they're, and they're very, what's his name? Klaus Schwab, what's buddy's yeah, name? Yeah, you know, yeah. he Klaus said, Schwab. he said the great, re like it's, it's just out in the open. It's yeah. out in the open. He loves Trudeau, bro. He expressed of course. it. <laughs> these, these are ideas that have been around for hundreds of years. Like for the, sure. if you look into the British empire, the Rhodes scholars, the uh, Cecil B. Rhodes wanted the whole world to be the British empire. And they did that essentially by colonizing and, and breaking the empire. Well, they can't keep saying we want, the same thing because people realize so they have to keep shifting the ideas and what do we all care we all of course we all love the environment no one wants to like fuck mother earth no we love this thing everybody wants to be green but the way Man, that they just present something it, from the earth yeah of course yeah. you do we all want okay maybe just me fine maybe you guys don't no, like it as much but i do but yeah, at the end yeah. of the day like no one we all want what's best for this environment and for the animals and stuff but they, they swim they spin it in a way where it's uh it's lies it is it's unfortunately it's and it's the same people that that have polluted and set up the oil companies yeah. and set up and own them all. They own the factories that polluted. And instead of saying, oh, we have to go back to the factories or severe polluters like countries that we can't yes. regulate, China and India, they don't. They just they right. go after the people who are living up in the, the, is the carbon, the new thing through yet? The carbon, no, carbon it's nine days away. Yeah, so, so, Countdown yeah. for fun. Yeah. What you see, you, you, you see that is, is the, the penalization of energy and stuff. But what that does, unfortunately, is if you remove it from where we are, is we're going to be more dependent on other countries and you're going to make China more powerful. You're going to make these other countries more powerful. Yeah. 
and and that's that's energy. I just never understood. Like we have literally, we're like got so much oil. Just let me help her. Like, mm-hmm. like why are we sending oil and then buying it back? Yeah, that because they <laughs> because of the sanctions and the things like the carbon tax, and we're paying <sighs> all up the wazoo for these these sorts of things. But I think we are in tr- leadership is an important thing, and uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people do. Agree. We didn't vote for a, a, a liberal NDP majority, and now that's no. what we've succumbed to uh, by 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 not our choice. And uh, both of those leaders, Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh, are both World Economic Forum young global leaders. So when they don't even discuss that, when they talk about these coalitions, these alliances, yada, 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 but they never talk about that there's also another coalition and alliance that's outside of our country, that's questionable. That's when you look at the meeting, you say, come on, guys, just lay it all out. Let us make the decisions. Yeah. Tell us those things. And it's, then, and then, if, then, then we maybe, maybe we'll trust you more. But when you don't tell us these things, then we don't They know they can them. get away with it with a lot of people. There is a lot of people that are turning a blind eye to it, for sure. Or like just calling us... The but the convoy, yes, Bro, the, the convoy, one. it did, it did. But I'll tell you, the convoy helped Convoy's open a lot of people's eyes to at least big that time, there's people there. And then when those people left there, we there was an energy with them that they brought back to the communities mm-hmm. to pass on. That you can hear yeah. the way we're talking. We're not yeah. going on about yeah. high, like you know what I mean. What they're trying to present it as. So when people came back and they realized, wait a second, you're being presented in the news as this, but I've known you, my like, I've known Scotty. Yeah. We know his heart. We know what he presents. Nando, the other guy that went yeah. there, the guy would, would do anything for anybody. Anybody that knows him knows what his heart is about. And they knew when I called him on the way there, we were before we even aligned with it, the first, one of the first things he said to me was, I want to go there to make sure nothing bad happens. Yes. If it does, yeah. I want to step in and get that's good vibes. Yeah. And I said, same, man. That's yeah. why I'm going. I'm going because I know I, if anything happens, pull those people back and say no. Exactly. That was my first thing when I thought in my head that there was somebody there with a Nazi flag or somebody. I'd said, I'd love to go up to that fucking guy and just be like, get the hell out of yeah. here, brother. Right. You're ruining this for like yeah. people that are literally like one person the majority of people yeah. like for fed the federal mandates you can't travel for example you can't go to putagana for your march break unfortunately that sucks but there's people that actually have don't can't work because they don't have these federal mandates so people are fighting for for what they believe in and guys it doesn't make sense you guys are still pushing this, this the, and, and the, and the, and the bad brutal. the bad news is is i don't know i don't with the with this coalition with the ndp and the liberals i don't know if it's going anywhere guys all I know is the fight's not over. Like, I was just in Toronto last Saturday with some of the people from the convoy, like the main people, this mm-hmm. girl Bridget, and her husband was the one running the fuel, uh, all the gas oper- uh, operations that were in Ottawa. Uh, he's the one who called those truck tanks, the gas tanks to come in because, um, like, one of my buddies starting, uh, you know, NFTs. Yes. So he did a um, so United Freedom Convoy. It's what it's called. So he's doing these uh, NFTs, and all 80% of anything that it makes is going to a bunch of charities that is going to help people with mental illness, anybody that was affected with these mandates, these vaccines. That's yeah. fucking amazing, man. Yeah. There's another NFT that they started because they talked to a girl, uh, her parents in the States. Uh, her name was Maddie. Uh, she was one of the Pfizer, she was part of the Pfizer uh, clinical trials and right now she's in a wheelchair. No. And, yeah, and so we got in contact, well, my buddy got in contact with the parents and they got a whole NFT for her and 100% of those go straight to the family. And we're, uh, you know, Theo Fleury, hockey player. Mm-hmm. So he retweeted the NFT and he wants to get involved as well. And a lot of the main people want to get involved. And the frontline nurses that were there at the convoy also are involved. And it's starting to become a big thing. So things like that, you know, like, like a guy like my buddy just with this idea, brilliant idea. And he knows crypto. He's been seven years. He knows how to make sure the government doesn't even touch this. Mm-hmm. Like he's deeply into it. That's because he's, he's aware. He's done yeah. his homework. He's aware of what they were trying to do. So obviously he's put in his thought on how he was going to execute this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so United Freedom Convo, I'm just giving a shout out. It's on Twitter, Instagram. 100%. And, and it, is, it, is the, it is the future, guys, whether you like it, it or not. Is. You look at the technological revolution we experience 
experienced in the past decade even. When yeah. I was in high school, for example. It's just unbelievable. Remember when we were in high school, Instagram wasn't around. Facebook no. maybe was around. Now you're like yeah, yeah. you're like ZR. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, use this Facebook. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, so, but it just shows you the development <laughs> so of it. So I think it's only a matter of time before uh, a lot of things get more digital. So it's worth looking into. But let's, uh, let's go back to the trucker convoy for a second. Because I remember you told me that the, let's go to the point where it changed. And then things got a little bit dark. So give us your guys' perspective from 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 then, from from that and point. Then the storm came, and then the storm <laughs> came. The positivity well, still ran through. Yes. I know oh, that yeah. for sure. The love was there. Watch, it was going, and we were talking about. But but there was in those channels, we started hearing. Wait a second, they're calling in the military. Wait a second, they're ramping up. Even though we're staying at that third week, like it was, yeah. everybody started saying, "Okay, something's going to happen." We thought it was going to happen during the week when it yeah, was quiet. We were like talking like Which, we were in the military, like, "Hey, yo, maybe we should go Wednesday. They might execute this day. Why would they execute Saturday?" I'm like, "Hey, we got to be ahead of these yeah. guys." <laughs> Which again, you got to think, why did they wait? until the yeah, week, you know what I mean? They the because weekend. again, so, but, but so Friday I was working, I'm driving, doing my job. And I, some, one of my buddies messaged me that video of the buttstock of the, of the girl getting hit with the cops when they were hitting with a buttstock. Mm-hmm. I see this and I'm like, Whoa, okay. This just ramped up. This is the Friday. This just ramped up quick. As I'm watching, I click on a live stream. I'm watching this live stream. The horse thing happens in that live stream. I remember. And I'm okay enough. So I'm going tonight. Like that's it. I made that decision right there. I, this is what I made for. I'm going there and this mm-hmm. is it. I'm not going to, if this, if this happens again, I'm going to do my best to stop this. And that, that's what it's about. Packed my stuff up, grabbed my chaga mushrooms, had it already ready to go for the next day and hit the road. And then went there that night, got there. Did, are they'd already been kind of quieted down. I got there 10 o'clock the Friday night, but I ran into, I walked around the perimeter. They were just perimetering everybody back. So has, has they kind of, after that horse thing, they chilled out. But then after the people didn't stay there all night, they started just fencing and pushing people back away I from saw. the trucks. They're pushing them all. So we, we couldn't get to where the trucks were that night. But so I just kind of cruised around town and I met up with a dude, a dude named Christian. I'll never forget his name because he was Christ-like in the way he was. That he was a 19-year-old kid in one of the trucks when they were busting down. He said they were watching the police go truck after truck. Knock on the windows, knock whatever, smash them in, pull the guys out, cuff them, take them away. So they were all waiting. And he says they came to his truck and they knocked on the window and they said, get the hell out. And then they put an iPod speaker with, you can't touch this, MC Hammer, and blasted it. 19-year-olds. 19-year-olds. And these guys, these cops smashed the windows, grabbed them, and... Suplexed. Did these charges stick, by the way? I was always no. wondering. So, so what, what did they get charged with? He ended with? up, they took him, they, they brought him in, they told him, if we see you again out here, and if we find you again, you're within 24 hours, you're going to have so many dicks up your ass, you're not going to know what to on. do. Yeah, and this kid, and I went, no way. He goes, yeah, and he's smiling. I said, what'd you say? He said, I said, fuck you. <laughs> So, <laughs> freedom fighter, percent. I know, man. I hugged him. I said, "I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you." So then, then, uh, then he said, when they were raining each one of them, there was ten of them. Pat King was part of that ten that was in there. Uh, they said that every time they take one of them out, they'd all get up, start ranging on the bell on, on the bars and screaming freedom and liberty. And the cops were kind of laughing at it, being like, "All right, guys, we get it." When they brought Pat King up the one time, he came back, and I don't know what he's all about. Like, who knows? Yeah. But he. Uh, after he got up the one time, they were kind of telling everybody, we're just going to let you go. We're going to let you go. Don't worry about it. We're just going to keep you in here for a couple hours. He came down one time and it looked, and he was, looked like he'd been terror. And he said, I'm screwed. They're, char- like, they're charging me as a terrorist. I'm not getting out. So they let this kid out. He told me, he said, they warned us. They said, they're coming down hard tomorrow. Yep. So tell everybody to get out. He told me, he said, don't, don't, like, I'd leave if I were you tomorrow. What they did to me, they're not going to, they're, and I said, I'm here to witness this. Like, I'm here to feel it. And, you know, we hugged and he didn't have his phone because when the cops pulled him out of, of the truck, his phone fell out of his pocket. He asked the police officer, could I please pick, pick that or could I, my, it has my lawyer's number on it. The cop picked it up and just threw it. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't have his wallet. He had nothing. And I was like, oh yeah, goodness, but no, man. he was, he was, man, he was living life. He was going for it. He, he 
Like I can't. Everything he said, yeah. he didn't regret a single thing. Were you I mean, gone already at this point, Scott? No. Yeah, I was gone, and I was in contact with him. Yeah, I was we trying talking. to get my shifts. My shifts covered at the keg. I wanted to go so bad, but ended yeah. up not happening. But um, this girl that when I went to Toronto and I told her, I was like, man, I wish I was there with you guys because my buddy told me what happened to him, and like I could have been a, one of the strong voices to help you in the front line. And she looks at me. She's like, oh, that won't be the only one. She's like, there's more coming this yeah. isn't over which that's yeah. what i want uh, that's yeah. what i wanted to ask as well where do yeah. you think we go from here keep, uh, well if they keep doing what they're gonna do, don't don't sleep know. don't turn your yeah. like keep going like keep spreading yeah. it uh try to open up people's eyes like p post when you gotta post if you need to chill because you know you need your soul to heal yeah. sometimes yeah. it's very heavy on it's your a lot soul, of you release a lot of know? energy when you're discussing yeah. these topics and stuff it's, it's absolutely true. if you need your rest you need your rest but you know go to the for the people that haven't gone to one protest or knock all this down just go to one man i'm telling you it's not what it's just it's not bad it's not what the media makes it seem just go there go feel it mm -hmm. if you still seem like this is out like crazy then okay go home go enjoy whatever you're doing but i guarantee you anyone who hasn't been go to one of these protests they have one almost every saturday over there at queen's park or whatever down in toronto yeah yeah. it's powerful man there's people yeah. there that are literally like i said they are not first generation canadians they're people that parents of grandparents of grandparents of grandparents have been in this country yes. you know what i mean yeah, like they're was, passionate these yeah. people are passionate yeah you, you know? look at those when one of the things that we were even chanting to them when we were in ottawa was if you looked at our the, all the protesters it was canada it was they were sikhs jewish people muslims very we were praying, diverse very diverse very women diverse kids there, everything absolutely. you looked at the police officer it was a lot of white yeah. faces, like, yeah. and, and a like, lot of cops yeah. couldn't even look at you, and they, they wouldn't look, you look in you the in eye. eye. They wouldn't look at. They wouldn't look us in the eye. Maybe one out of ten. Like that was one of the reasons I went there. I said I want to. I want to witness this if it does get violent, and then also I want to look these guys in the eye and see how can this happen in our own country. Yeah. And one out of ten would look. The rest would look away. They knew they mm -hmm. had shame but, in their eyes. They knew what they were doing was shameful. Right, bro. This guy gets pepper sprayed in the eyes. Goes back to the cop that did it just to tell him that he still loves him. Well. And then gets pepper sprayed in the mouth, and then he pepper sprayed me in the mouth. Yeah, what yeah, was that experience yeah. like? <laughs> what, how did he? How did he receive that? Um, he walked away. He wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't. I looked at it. He was about twenty feet away, and I made sure he heard what I said. And then he came, and I said, "I want you to know I love you, and I want you to know I forgive you for what you did. I love you, man." What and was the he, reason for him pepper spraying you? <laughs> Uh, earlier in the day, uh, we were getting shoved and pushed. Uh, when when they after they kind of did the tear gas and they were just it was imagine if like downtown Toronto they were moving people blocks so it was like okay. block yeah. by block and just they would line up in a row and just cross they had those uh, yeah the dummy batons. sticks batons yeah. Yeah. beating us back so after they beat us back a couple times uh, of the one uh, on the one street when it came back. Uh, during that, they they trampled like they, a guy, a Muslim guy, was praying on the. He had a he had a chart of rights of Canadian freedoms and uh, and the Quran in front of him or his prayer his prayer rug. They just stomped him. They just stomped on him. They just stomped on the charter like nothing. Girls would fall. They just stepped on them. Yeah. So we were just trying to pick them up and move them back. And like I played, I was a bouncer for years. So like I was just trying to regulate with the crowd going on. So I was front row. I had my arms out so they could see my hands were there. And I was just saying, I, you know, and constantly talking to the guys. We were face to face and they looked like stormtroopers. Like they looked like they were from Star Wars. Right? Yeah. And as they were backing us up on the, um, on the one time, I saw something out of my peripheral dangling. It kept, and I thought it was the guy's helmet. And then finally I turned after about 30 seconds. And I realized there was a, a, the second row was holding a pepper spray bottle about an inch from my eye. And I looked, Did you get it from the ninja from guy? Not at that time. Then I looked the guy in the eye and I said, "Really?" And then we had like this uh, old West Wild West stare down for like thirty seconds, just and he backed off. And like I, I may have turned away for I don't know, but he didn't spray me. About an hour and a half later, 
a woman another time they were stomping a whole bunch of people and a bunch of us moved up and pulled them back and i was after we all got up we were just standing there and i was saying guys you see what i'm doing i'm trying to stay friendly i'm trying to keep you safe and before i could get the words us safe i turned and boom he blasted me mm -hmm. and then i said i, I said that's it because yeah. i was pissed at that point i said that's it i looked him in the eye and then he sprayed me again and then I, yeah, and then I just had to, I took, it took a little bit of time to kind of collect myself. Yeah, and I went yeah. back and then I realized it was happening to a lot spray. of people. It was pepper spray. And then, 100%. Okay. And then after about 10 minutes, I was fine. I went back and I told them that. And then we went back to just praying and singing Oh Canada and going yeah. in the front and doing the same yeah. stuff. And um, within another about half hour later, that same guy came by and hit me again with a bunch of people. And I it hit the guy beside me and hit me at the same time. Then the third time was at the very end. So this was just constantly, every time they do it, it would ramp up our love. It would ramp us up singing. It would ramp us Which, up. That's no what Trudeau probably thought. Like, Trudeau was definitely thinking, send these guys there to finally 100%. get these guys angry yeah. to start fighting back. But yes. bro, they would and roll, it didn't happen. Yeah, they would roll the, the horses out in front of us and bring them back. Then they'd roll the sound cannon or that sound the tank or whatever. or whatever. Everything they're doing. We were just like, we have nothing. We have our flags. We have our hands. We love you. What do you want, what do you want from us? Like, we're, we're, we'll keep reciting the Charter of Rights. Like, here's our Bill of Rights. You, we have the right to protest. We have the right for you to Which went out the window, by the and way. And it just didn't matter. Yeah. They wouldn't say, some, some police, there was conversations like this going on all the time in the front. So, like, it was people being like, don't you know about Klaus Schwab? Don't you know about World Economic Forum? Don't you know having these talks they're with they're the They're going to call you a conspiracy theorist. Most, yes, a few would talk, but most, for the most part, they, you're right. They're right. They weren't listening. They wouldn't, they wouldn't engage you. That's the they unfortunate part, part because uh, like coming from the leadership, coming from Trudeau, you see his divisive language and how he talks yeah. about the people that were there, which obviously based on the story that we just heard, plenty of stories and many others, that's not the reality of the situation. And he really, really demonized these people. So guys, even if you're, uh, you represent the opposing positions, it's worth thinking that one day you're, he's not going to agree with you or, or these people that are, are in power making decisions, you won't agree with them. And it will, it will directly result in, in, in you, you receiving these sorts of experiences. So think about that going forward. And it, that's the unfortunate part. And that's what we see from the media, the big tech, and what we've been seeing throughout these past two years is this sort of this sort of narrative and the demonization of anybody with an opposing opinion about any topic that these sorts of individuals represent. Yeah. That's what yeah. we see. Uh, the convoy was an awesome thing because the, the one thing we didn't say that was really cool was how international it got. Like that shit got worldwide, yeah. baby. Yes. Like, Fox News was yeah. talking about it every yeah, day. Fox News was there. They ended up for the week and a half, I think it was a week and a half, it finally took Fox News to be like, all right, we're going to Canada. We're going to go shoot this because obviously their media is not doing it. Right. They covered it. They covered, they covered it. They covered it, the it best with, which yeah. which is which is good. You see, you see, awesome. you see it in in the states the way it is is like you get Fox News, it's completely one side, and then you get CNN, CNN. it's completely the other side. I wish there was somewhat of a middle ground. That yeah. would be ideal, yeah. but I guess that's Joe better. Rogan. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> podcasters and are yeah, are, are going to be podcasts, are, yeah. are going to be the modern yeah. and I think and I think the opportunities are going to 10x in the next couple of years with podcasts. For myself, I've been listening to podcasts 15 years. Yeah, like I'm at least 15 years. Back in the day, I I was listening to Rogan around 100 because he was just a podhead. He used to get high, and it was something you could listen to late at night and smoke a spliff to, and just listen to funny yeah. guys going on about stuff. And then and he would talk about wild stuff. And it was just a form to hear honest conversation, people mm -hmm. talking. And mm -hmm. also there's something about the odd listening to listening to things. Like I love, I'm a, a base, I like to listen to baseball games on the radio because it, you have to use your imagination for it. So even though pod, like the visual side of podcasts can be important for when you're trying to explain certain things, but the other, just the audio side that you have to use your imagination to envision what they're saying mm -hmm. is such an important thing. 
to it is now. it's the it's it's beautiful and I, and I think it's the future and by the way guys if you're hearing scratching noises it's a fucking dog upstairs man <laughs> going he's going nuts man he must be in a cage or something he's trying to escape but he isn't figuring his way out but um anything else you guys want to how about this last question on the, on the trucker convoy and and the mandates the federal mandates and the overreach that we've experienced in in the past two years for the people that are vaccinated or got vaccinated and are maybe resentful towards the people that don't because they figured hey man this thing doesn't really work what they promised us have an open mind, guys, and understand that people think differently than you. But my question to you guys is, intrinsically, what what makes you passionate about this this situation? For me, like the reason why I'm really passionate about it is because, like, I don't want to be told what to do, and I don't want my like my brother. You don't understand watching my brother go go to high school so happy, grade nine, grade ten, and boom, he's not in high school anymore. He's at home. You know, watching him doing online classes and not being around people like that would piss me off, man. Like, I would get cheesed, and then, like, my dad and my mom, they didn't want the vaccine. They ended up getting it because it finally got to their work, and they forced them. And then that really, like, put into a bomb. Okay, enough is enough, man. Like, what's going on here? I didn't even talk to my parents for, like, three days because mm-hmm. I didn't know they went to go get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, what drove me to go to Ottawa was the truth, bro. It's the truth. I just want the truth. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all it is, yeah. bro. You just want the truth. Tired yeah. of getting lied. Sick. For myself, it was... Uh, <laughs> I experienced through my, I was my father's caregiver for 15 years. And through doing that, I got a front row seat of the medical scam. I got a front row seat of what these companies can do to people and how they do not care and how they can lie and how strong their propaganda can be to the doctors that administer these drugs that just follow it because they think it's the best. If you bring this stuff to them, they have no idea. They have no, no idea. idea. They have no idea. They don't they, want to know. There's no money to be made. And they can't make money off because it's so complex that they can't isolate anything in it. So it's such a it's a poly pharmacy. It's got the whole pharmacy in here. So they don't need that. They want a single pill that can do a single thing that can do that. Myself, I am not. I, I heard you say something earlier, which I appreciate. The fact that we were at that convoy for pro, uh, like pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anti mandate. I, I hate saying term, that. But I, I know, know, but I know what so you in, mean. In those, in the sense of just, I, I'm pro health freedom. Yes. Pro, seeing what it can do. Individual to somebody, choice. Individual is choice. And I, I'm not saying don't get it. I'm just saying it should be every individual's choice to have freedom over their health, especially for something where it's an experimental. And yeah. That's when when something comes out this way because. I saw it firsthand. I had the conversations. I watched doctors give pills to my family member. I went home. I looked them up. I said, wait a second. This is not. I went back. And after years and years and years and years of that, when this came about and they said, we got a wonder pill. And I said, one thing or like a wonder solution. And it's only yeah, one way. Right, right. There, there's never one solution. To anything. I know. There's so many more. And the fact that it came down that way, I think it triggered a lot of people's like bullshit meters to realize, wait, something more is going on here. Yes. Who weren't yeah. into that and anybody who'd experienced this kind of stuff before knew, no, 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 we're not going down. Yes. And, yeah. and it's not, like cancer went out the window too for con- when this pandemic happened. A, cancer a lot didn't things, matter a lot, a lot of things. Did. And, and you even look at the, uh, speaking on the health perspective, a lot of the alternatives were silenced. Or you would get you literally you, we speak we spoke about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan yeah. was talking about ivermectin. CNN cut him up big yeah. time. Yeah. You know there was no room for any dialogue regarding any sort of alternative avenue to take with like ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies, and these yeah. other uh, natural therapies or whatever you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. Other than it's only the vaccine and shut the fuck up. That was it. Yeah, it was just one way. one way. Well. I'm going to go on another ivermectin's from mushroom mycelium. Oh, is so it? It's, yeah. So oh. from a ja- from Japan. So this stuff, even if you're not into chaga, any medicinal mushroom, there's lots. There's turkey tail, reishi, um, red belted polypore. There's lots of medicinal mushrooms that are that fight all viruses: influenza A, influenza B, smallpox, and HIV. So having that ability to fight not just one. Oh, hey, we got this 
specific shot that might fight the first one, but now we're at variant 97 and, you know, we're the, which is going to transform a con. By the way, how many shots are, are, exactly. are we expected to get, which people didn't sign up for that. You know, they yeah. just wanted to go to freaking Cuba for the weekend. So they're like, well, oh, I got to exactly. get vaccinated. I feel bad for the people yeah. in, um, in the nursing homes. Yeah. Right. Like they're yeah, already exactly. on their, like their fourth, fifth. Yeah. They're, and there was one lady that I was listening to at one of the protests and she was a nurse for these nursing homes and she was looking at the blood tests and they had no white cells. Really? Yeah. There was no white cells left in their bodies. And those nurses... That's what... You need white cells, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, and those, and those nurses were... Uh, being, silenced or silent. fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, silenced yeah. or fired because at the end of the day, they're put in a position to uh, say, hey, yeah. pick, pick. You want to work uh, or you want to... I'm going to say what she said. If, if anybody that's watching has a grandparent, anybody in a nursing home, ask for blood work. Okay. Ask for blood work and, and look at, at it for yourself. Bring doctors or a doctor you trust. Like, just ask because... There's no reason for like fifth shots, four shots, or even, I don't know, for me, you shouldn't even get the first one. Just stay. There's other ways, other ways to get healthy. And like, this is my major proof. Trust mm -hmm. me, it's major and, proof. And, there's, and, and, and we understand the virus. If you're yeah. young yeah. and yeah. relatively yeah. healthy, yeah. you're going to be completely fine. For the most yeah. part, guys, we yeah. talked about this a thousand times, especially your own couple casuals. We talked about this. You're going to be completely fine. We understand is if you're uh, elderly, obese, uh, have a pre-existing pre condition, these, then it possibly can be more detrimental to you like anything though so we need to really distinguish distinguish that because yeah. people really fall into the trap like oh i need to do it or else i'm going to die like there was a, a stat in the in the states i think it was like 50 it was a walloping like percentage of democrats thought that if you get the virus you're going to end up in the hospital it was like a 50 percent oh, or something man. which is like it was way off it was way off and Fair what enough. is that a result it's, of yeah. that's a result it's of the media and everything yeah. like that yeah. but Guys, that was a great conversation in regards to the trucker convoy. I feel like we could talk about this yeah, 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 again yeah, if, if you guys want to do that yeah. again. But, Scotty, I want to touch on the music a bit. How is everything going with the music? Talk to us about it for a bit. Oh, everything's going good. Everything's going good for, like, my soul-wise. Uh, the, um, the energy and the passion to try to blow up and be famous and get signed by a contract has died a lot during mm -hmm. this pandemic and mm -hmm. died a lot when I went down a rabbit hole March 2020 when I started learning and stuff and things about like things that are going on in the industry mm -hmm. so that kind of turned me off big time because i'm on the opposite side of that right of course and um i still make my music i was just in the studio with this guy like two weeks ago just jamming for hours like hours like like, like rock style music or like, rap because yeah, you yeah, play bass right because he, yeah. he brought his bass yeah. so there was still some rap and then there was times where it went into rock like when we had our own band together it was a mixture of rap rock it was like lincoln park jay-z like love it it was wicked yeah. you know, it was yeah. a great time yeah. Uh, I did my music video, you know, I uh, had this whole drive to get famous. And then, like I said, man, it like out of the blue, that kind of just died out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is it what I want? But you or know is what, it financial freedom exactly, is what I want? Exactly, exactly. And you know what the beautiful thing about music is it's timeless. Oh, yeah, it's something that forever. calls to you a creative pursuit. Like this is a creative pursuit for me. It's, it's mm -hmm. a passion project. You know what I'm trying to say? So what, what music brings is this sim is a similarity to that. Yeah. It, it, it lets you channel your, your energy in a positive and creative way. Absolutely. So that is more important. Than Very soul everything. healing. Yes. Like if I'm having a bad day, <laughs> The minute I put on an instrumental, like that day is gone. Like I, I'm, yeah. that's anybody's it. I'm, having I'm a bad day. He makes their day better. Oh yeah, I yeah, love music. Yeah, like I love it. I love making music. Like well, as a kid, you know, you thought it was to be famous because I loved Eminem and all this. You know, I of thought course. it was all about that. But then obviously, as I'm getting older, you know, I just reach 30, realize that's not what I wanted. I just want financial freedom. Because the minute I'm financially free, I can get my studio going. I can make music anytime I want, release anytime I want without the stress of, shit, I got to work my job and do this, right. that. You know, that's why I'm a very, very high hopes with crypto. And I've been getting into crypto since March 2020, not as long as some people, but I got there just in time. Because 
Bitcoin was like six it's still grand. it's still a good time to it's get in. It's still a very good time. There's a lot of coins that you can literally get into that are super cheap and will mm-hmm. blow up. Like XRP, I'll name one. Go look at that. That's yeah. the best one to go look at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Safe Moon, whatever. I can go so many, bro. Tons. I have a lot of hope in that. And then when the day those things blow up, and that's when I can do music for the rest of my life and not have to do it under a label or under people that... Because I was talking to a guy that worked with Walt Disney. I was linked with a guy from Connecticut named George Zuckerman. He was an 82-year-old man who would talk to me twice a week for eight months. And uh, some guy promised me he was in the oil industry. And when this was happening, they were promising me a house in Florida to start working with this one guy producer that they introduced me to. Things were rolling. And it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then oil and gas just went, Mm. dropped. And then I don't hear from these guys. Mm -hmm. But the old man still called me. Mm-hmm. This 82-year-old man that they connected me. I still talk to this guy. This guy's connected with Rolling Loud. Like, he's a big-time guy. Wow, yeah. So we just stay connected, but he doesn't have, like, I don't know. For me, what always threw me off is you believe, believe me, you talk to me, talk to me so much, but how come you don't just throw your own money on me then? Yeah. Right? But it was always, let's find investors for you. Even I'm like, brother, why don't you just invest in me? I'm right here. Yeah. Even in, even in, <laughs> even in the industries like music, there's politics. Oh, you my God. Oh, I, I learned so much about that. I used to yeah. DJ when I dabbled for a bit back in the day, and I saw, like, I didn't, I, I grew I didn't like that feeling of like the uh, the the politics and also the bullshit with the promoters and this sort of thing. So it's very very hard to be able to balance the two. Yeah. It's a very very difficult thing. Super hard. Man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna include um I'll throw some of your music stuff up in the bio and stuff. But uh, listen, guys, this has been a fucking fantastic conversation, man. We really I, I really appreciate you guys yeah, coming and sharing bro. the stories and stuff. I want to go into the last segment on Couple Casuals podcast, which we call Salute. Salute is like you know when you're at a party or something, you know. Sad, you give a little, yeah, you give hey. a little salute, you know. So we'll start with you, brother. Just give a little ching ching to the couple casuals viewers, and we'll end it off here. Ching ching, thank you for having me. I, I sorry, I was a little serious, and I brought some heavy duty stuff to you guys. <laughs> but hey, it's all about love at the end of the day, and I'm happy to. I hope I come back again, and we can have a yeah. little chat. And Straight next up. time, maybe Scotty will write, will write a tune or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Can do some music, be inspired because it's all about inspiration, right? It's a, cheers, guys. Cheers to the love, to the energy, and never ever doubt your intuition. Okay, they don't got never. the science on their intuition. Never. When you feel never. your intuition, you go with that. Cheers to that, guys. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, salute.